it's my favorite time again. This is my favorite time of the week, you guys. <laughs> Wisdom in Golf, Golf's Perfect Imperfections, our wonderful little podcast for Golf WRX. Hey, hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And um, I know a lot of you will be perking up today because we'll be, uh, we'll be discussing, you know, and confirming what we do to get more natural power and speed in the swing and um you know i'd like to start things off with you know the obvious it's like when a student comes to us um what typically occurs in the first lesson is nothing short of revolutionary because we typically take them from a person trying to hit at a ball and because they're doing that, they're releasing everything at the ball. They have to weaken their grip and make it very neutral. And so when we take them from at the ball to through the ball with a stronger grip, and we give them a little bit of a dash of savvy in there, <laughs> as far as the grip is concerned, it's, it really is an automatic 30 yards. I mean, it's, that's the average. I mean, again, we confirm that. <laughs> with another student yesterday, once again. And uh, so the premise is you take the ball from where it lies and you got to send it out to the target and you can't let the ball become the target. Easier said than done. I mean, if for those of you who are just starting to listen to us or have just started watching our videos on YouTube, um, you know, you've basically, if, if, you, if the ball has been your target for, let's say, you've been playing golf for 15 years, and for 15 years, you're going, okay, there's my target. I got to, you know, put myself about a fist away from my thigh, and then I'm going to, you know, put the ball right here opposite my left pocket or my, you know, my left armpit. Then you go through all your checklists. And we don't, by the way, we don't teach any of that, by, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> But you go through whatever checklist you go through, and then you see a ball, and you're staring down at the ball, and then squirrel, <laughs> yeah. you go after it, and then you wonder why the ball's not going where you want it to. Well, did you have a place to put it? No. So what? It, you literally have 180 degrees worth of possibilities, and 180 degrees worth of possibilities for contact as well. Because this is just no intersection. It is the target. So whatever you do, where, however you hit it, wherever it goes, it's success. Mm. However, it won't successfully give you a good score. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the, the... The premise of the game. The premise <laughs> of the game. The least amount of strokes possible. So we go from that and then another thing that we, we talk about with our students and in perfecting because it's so easy, even though you're trying to go to a target, you want to sling or swat or whip your, your action towards your target with no manipulation. So the two enemies to your speed are, you know, steering or manipulating or being careful and too much effort. Either one is going to sabotage that, that fluid action that we have. So 
we demonstrate, you know, one of the things that uh, I remember going through with Moo when he first started out, the release was a big part of it. And then once you understood the release and you had, you know, so you still to this day use an alignment rod to whip the snot out of it. Mm-hmm. And you do it with both hands. So we have a lead hand release and a trail hand release. And then we have a turbocharging of that, meaning we're engaging the legs to deliver that release. So you could, you know, the multi stages of our rocket fuel if you will Mm -hmm. a got to go to the target b you got to release freely in the direction that you want to start the ball to go to the target c you want to turbocharge that release with your legwork and the and the ground forces in order to get to the target and so we've got just unbelievable videos on our premium channel such as the kinetic chain facilitation series where we had a blast, you know, one afternoon sending divots into the bushes, right? They're nice juicy divots at the beginning of the season in the springtime where the, the ground was nice and uh, uh, fertile. Yeah, but at the very back of the range in a little corner, so it didn't disrupt That's, anything. Well, <laughs> yeah, so we didn't want to look like we were vandalizing the place. So a nice little corner at the back of the range somewhere where nobody's going to say boo to you. But, wow, what an amazing, you know, level of practice. That's really next-level stuff. Learning how to walk and sending divots into the trees was, you know, instrumental or is instrumental to so many of our students. So then we get into the next level which is what you guys did this summer and and what you guys prepared for this summer, and that's fitness, you know? So when, uh, when we're looking at getting somebody into the gym or let's say somebody's got an okay routine and they visit the gym on a regular basis, uh, what kind of fitness what kind of adjustments would they make if they're looking for that explosiveness in their speed um <clears throat> they'll be looking at core strength improving on it uh so that's what that includes uh glute strength because that's part of your core too yeah and then uh when it comes to fast twitch muscle activation we'll be looking at explosive exercises um like box jumps uh medicine ball uh slams Right. Yeah. So, like rotational at work as well too. So, some stuff with cable um, that that's involved with power. So that will be a daily the baseline you'd start with uh, someone that's starting out with looking for speed as well as getting to gyms for golf specific workouts. Right. So there'd be uh, there'd be a lot of slamming of the of medicine balls. Yeah, and it wouldn't be that heavy because uh, in re- in reality, the uh, the club bed or the club that you're using is not that heavy. Right. So. You would be looking at somewhere between four to three pounds or something lighter because, you know, okay. you, just, you just want to move that weight as fast as possible. And really, so gotcha. Yeah. So it's it's not about how much weight you're lifting; it's about how fast you can move the weight. Right. So that way That's... you recruit recruit the fast twitch muscles at that level where you're we're working with a tool that's uh, light, like a club. Like, right. Yeah. 
Okay. So what are the what are the things that you do at the gym, Sav, that uh, help you with that? Well, Moo's the one who runs me through everything, but we started off with like a strength phase. We started or, off, sorry, cardio. We started off with high volume reps. Yeah. So, so we're trying to build. So conditioning, I guess. So we did the condition. So you want to condition the muscle so that it can withstand. Uh, it can have cardio fitness in the muscle. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. Really? We, yeah. So then that when you go to the strength portion, you can endure. Um, the hip. Endure heavier sets mm-hmm. um, a lot longer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Like the cardio stuff, or cardio in terms of like lifting I, weights. High kind of reps, yeah, yeah. High, high reps. reps. Yeah. Um, it's really challenging. Yeah. Um, that's where, you know, you kind of build that baseline of uh, conditioning. And then once you get into strength phase, uh, you want to stay in there for at least three months. Okay. And then after three months, you then enter into the power phase where... You're now just trying to move some, everything as fast as possible with mm-hmm. all that ma- strength you've built up. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, it, it, car, like those high reps that you're doing, they're like um, kettlebell swings or no? Um, no, it can be anything. It could be anything. So, just like just doing for like say front squats for ten reps for four sets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or to twelve or to twelve reps. So you're really uh, doing as many as possible just to build your lactic acid tolerance. And also building your within the muscle, the endurance in the muscle, so that mm-hmm. it can withstand for a lot period of time. Because in speed sessions, right? Know, so it, it, it's very taxing. So you yeah, have to I be have able. I found that out. Yeah, so it's like wow. Yeah, so you have to be able to withstand, especially like during competition. You know the amount of hours. You guys, you guys have been sneaking a lot of stuff behind my back here. <laughs> this is really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So so that that really is. Uh, uh, a very specific method. Yeah, this is like the high end method of it, like in terms of maintenance as well as being able to compete at a high level. Yeah, it's right. Challenging, on. like for me being like Moo's athlete, essentially. Right. In this like training, like the first three months was the cardio, high volume stuff, and then now we're in the strength phase, which I quite like because I'm kind of surprising myself in terms of like what kind of weight that I can move. How much weight you could rip off the ground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's like pretty rewarding in that way. Really? Yeah. And then, you know, I've done two like official speed sessions now where Moo has like run me through them. Right. As like my coach essentially. And the most recent one was like really, really tough, but was like very rewarding at the end of it. So, I mean, and and you found that the prep that you did mm-hmm. for those speed sessions. There's no way that you could get through a speed session. Without if, the conditioning. Yeah. Without the strength conditioning aspect. Wow. Because it's, okay. it's a full body thing. And when you're hitting 100 balls with other stuff in between. Right. To stress, like, your central nervous system. It's a lot on the body, so you, your body needs to be, you know, strong and capable in order to not injure yourself or, you know, not not injure yourself because of fatigue. Right. And I think, like, your body right. has to be able to endure through fatigue, you know? Very, very cool. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is not fitness uh, just for everyday, you know, strength and... Uh, no. <laughs> and and just management. I mean, this is like 
this is next level stuff. Yeah, like if you mm-hmm. really want to like work towards like building up your tolerance and your strength and all that kind of stuff, like that's definitely something that's for that kind of person. And then obviously mood does a bunch of other stuff too. If you just want like maintenance stuff, if you just want like basic, you know, strength or whatever, like Moo has so many options for people and right. off, like oftentimes he like absolutely customizes programs for people. So, you know, there's something for everybody, but if you're looking to do speed sessions and that kind of work and, 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 you know, if you're, if you're wanting to compete and you feel like you need, you know, cause distance is, has become a big deal. Mm-hmm. If you're an amateur player, especially in the U S I mean, these guys are playing some very long golf courses. Mm-hmm. And if you look at uh, the U S amateur, when they played it at uh, Piners number two, from the back tees, it's it's well over seventy six hundred yards. That's long. It's long, man. Right. Oh so my God. so you're you're they're starting to push eight thousand yards. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's, seventy seventy six to seventy eight hundred yards. There yeah. must be only like limited amount of courses that you can play with that well, kind of distance. That's it. But I mean, it's now the USGA has really recognized that you know guys are putting it out there and uh, and. You got you got to be really long mm-hmm. to keep up. Yeah, the athletes is evolving in the golf game big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the so the days of of being able to compete at the highest level with a two hundred and fifty yard driver are over. Yeah, you know. So you you need you need that uh, you need to be able to carry the ball a minimum of two hundred and eighty yards if you're going to compete at that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so this this information uh, I think Mu is is going to be really important, man. So, um, like, my ears are perking up right now. This is really cool. I didn't know you were doing that. See, that's why I love these discussions because this is the only time <laughs> we have to actually get together and, yeah. and chat. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, we break up the days into certain, like, parts of the body, essentially. Yeah. So on Mondays, we do, like, upper body okay. and chest. Um, and then Wednesday is legs. And then Leg day. Um, Friday is core and, uh, and like when, full body kind of core. And when would you do your speed sessions in between those? So like a third, like uh, the opposite day, like the day of rest. Right. Mm-hmm. On the day of rest, you just you get in there. Really, and yeah, it's not really rest, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure that after doing leg day on Wednesday, Thursday is going to be jello legs. And the reps that you're going to do are going to be very taxing as far as that's concerned right yeah, yeah and like sometimes your schedule just doesn't line up which is fine and just, you just kind of gotta do it yeah but but you surprise yourself some days you know it's mm-hmm. like even though you did the legs day you become more resilient to be able to produce the numbers you need to do, to do that day mm-hmm. right yeah that's the re- it's the resiliency right mm-hmm. it's you gotta be ready for everything yeah it's interesting that's- because like the training that i'm doing now compared to the training i did with soccer feels so much more rewarding now because when I was playing soccer at university and we had our sessions and our fitness and all that kind of stuff, it was, I hated the feeling of my body feeling, feeling so depleted all the time. Mm. I guess just because of like the scheduling we had and like limited rest and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of like dreaded that part of fitness and gym and all that stuff. And now it feels super rewarding to be able to like push through 
those like moments of exhaustion and then like seeing the result on the other side mm. and seeing that constant improvement. So I enjoy it way more now. That's cool. All right. So first phase of cardio. And how long was that? Three months. Three months. So three months cardio. Mm-hmm. High rep. Uh, so you're basically, you're, 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 whatever you're doing in the weight room is just simply high rep. But obviously you need to have the, the, the necessary weight mm-hmm. yeah. that coordinates with that, right? Yeah, so it's, it's lower weight, higher rep. Yeah, somewhere between 60 to 70% of your, of your max rep of that. Of that exercise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then you you'll go into know, strength. Yeah. And you'll know you're doing the cardio right when you feel that lactic acid buildup. <laughs> so so then once, so right now, what what part of the strength are you in? Like in your first month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys will be done by end of February. Yeah. That's where I want to time it so that come, mm-hmm. come March, April, we're in the power phase where we can really be able to. Uh, where CNS is now primed to be able to take on the speed sessions a lot more harder. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. So and and once that's done, then then it's speed sessions. A lot harder, more than than. And than what do you do for maintenance after that when you guys are in competition? Um, so the competitions basically start in March, right? Yeah. So it would be generally anywhere between eight reps to five. Uh, it'll be mostly. Um, unilateral stuff so like you know lunges like working on stability but a bit of more plyometric stuff right plyometric stuff to keep the explosiveness yeah but also some stability work mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and uh, and then the continuing of the uh of the speed sessions yeah and keep pushing on those speed sessions mm-hmm. yeah very very cool so that's how you prevent injury mm-hmm Right? Yeah. You start cool. with the cardio high rep, then you build the strength around that. You do power. Mm-hmm. And then you're ready to continue to um, pack on the speed sessions. Yep. Yeah. Right now it's like but I mean, once, that's, or tw- once or twice a, a week of speed sessions. Like we just did a video on laying up and we did like four holes at Pebble Beach on the new graphics of, uh, of the FSX. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I'm going through your lowest speed now. And I remember when your speed was like 120, 122, and I was, you know, going, wow, this is awesome, boo, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and now it's like the lowest that your, uh, that your kinetic chain produces, the lowest speed is 130 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So you start at 130 now. Yeah. Uh, and that's... I think also flexibility has been a part of that. Yeah. Being able to feel free in the swing and not, I also just thinking about the target, like you were talking earlier, right? It's like Absolutely. if your really energy is at the ball, then you're not efficient um, in your swing. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to put 150 miles an hour into the ground. No. Yeah. You that, that would not be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just training the mind to stay on target has been the, the part that's been very helpful to Stay with the shots, even if it's even if contact's not the greatest. As long as you put a good swing on it towards the target, it'll yes. it'll, it'll find itself on the face eventually. Yes, and that's yeah. what I've been patient. Like I had to be patient, understand. What yes, because I, I wasn't patient for a while because I'll get irritated <laughs> myself about you know making not not making contact properly. Just but keep remembering that uh, you know one hour a day throwing darts. Mm-hmm. 
in two weeks, you're 15% tighter with the bullseye. That means you keep moving through your intermediate point toward that target. Yeah. Your impact every two weeks, that impact on the face will be 15% tighter. Yeah. And your, your trajectory, I mean, I, you know, it's amazing how tight your trajectory has become. It's yeah. It's fun. Cause like, like you say, an hour a day of just doing that. It's, it's, uh, it speaks to like, I'm seeing results come along and like my, my, uh, my routine has had to change because it's becoming more automatic. I'm not thinking so much. I'm not. My checklist is a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yeah, I know. I know what this is going to feel like. I know what I need to do to produce the shot I need for this hole or this this particular yes. situation. Now you can actually, you know, it's it's so well rounded, right? Yeah. It's like train, you know, and then and then go out and when you're when you're delivering shots into pictures. You're improving organically, right? Yeah, yeah and, right. and you're evolving, and you know you're evolving. Mm-hmm. I mean, the proof is right there. In the last four years, look at the meteoric rise. You know, yeah. once it kicks in, mm-hmm. it's just phenomenal. I mean, uh, you guys. I mean, if you if this is your first time listening to us, and you've never really dipped your toes into what wisdom in golf is, I mean, just get on our premium channel, wisdomgolfpremium.com. And and just jump in. I mean, you know, in our um, in our par, our basic package at nine ninety five a month. If you know, because there's so much content now. I mean, we've developed such a body of content. It's been so consistent since early two thousand in the early two thousands. I mean, when when YouTube started back in two thousand and six, you could trace, you know, how to shift your weight properly. Uh, a video that I have back to then and you look at it now and you're going oh my gosh all you've done was just improve on your way of communicating it right yeah that's right and and because it's so anatomically sound so we improve every day on how to communicate it so you can get get this done faster more efficiently and with a lot more enjoyment right so we've added a lot more enjoyment to the learning process yeah and um and so and what we're coming out with uh, in the next three weeks, for those of you who, you know, are not yet in a training program like this and, you know, you're just in a maintenance or you're not doing anything at all, I have, you know, I'm, I will continue to bring on, you know, how your anatomy continues to um, uh, react, Right. So we talked about this graduated way of bringing your distance up and then cascading it back down and going back up again like a weightlifter would, would, would go about their things when they're, they want to go to a personal best, right? Mm-hmm. Or a, a one-rep PB, max. right? Yeah, one-rep yeah. max. And uh, that's been nothing short of revolutionary in my mind because it only took me 40 years to figure that one out. Like literally, it's like, uh, uh, you know, when they say a full 180, well, take that 180 and put it in a tornado (laughs) and make it spin for 40 years. And that's basically, you know, what we're about to, to showcase on our premium channel and, uh, about, and this is something that needs to be integrated in your daily training. I mean, this is. This has got to be a core part of, 
you know, it's going to become another wisdom in golf fundamental, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and man, I just, I just can't wait to see what you guys come up with this year. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, I'm, it's so exciting, right? Yeah. So uh, we're going to be uh, bringing mood to the golf show this year. Oh, I'm I mean, so excited for that. I got you guys registered, and we're going to be uh, going to be checking out to see if Jimmy uh, can accommodate us at Claremont National. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, who's um, a really good friend of mine, he's out in California. He's got a couple of really cool facilities out there, and he's basically revolutionized his business model through uh, Top Tracer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And uh, I just saw, if you go to ClaremontNational.com, um, I just saw his his um, latest driving range. So they, 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 they said before, you know, they took a picture of before on the driving range. And then the regrading of it, and then the grow-in. So everything's grown in now, and it, and it looks really sharp. And then you look at the structure that they put up, and it's, you know, so he's, he's hoping that it'll be open mid-January. And I'm hoping that it'll be ready for us to bring some students over, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, I would love to, you know, do a little mini summit during the PGA show. Because it is a really fabulous week, and and Claremont National is very close to Orange County National, where they have um, that big 360 degree range, which would be for demo day. Perfect for you, buddy. <laughs> right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That'd be perfect for you. I'd lo- I'd love to see if you can make it all the way to the other side. You probably could. It's um What's the sea downwind uh, there's one part of the range that's a little uphill or uh, or down Yeah. And yeah. usually the wind uh, if it comes from the north, you'd be downhill downwind. Mm-hmm. And I think end to end it's about 400 yards. Wow. Yeah, you'd reach it. <laughs> what's right? the, what's the el- elevation out there? Oh, it's uh, sea level, sea level, yeah, okay. basically. Orlando yeah. may be fifty feet over sea level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. maybe a little bit more. Okay, so uh, it's it basically the the um, uh, stock or you know factory settings on our on our GC quad. Okay, so uh, that that would be it'd be you know once Moo's going to be like a kid in a candy store. I mean, we oh, got 100%. we got to do a few videos just you know. Moo's reactions, right? (laughs) And then, you know, come into a booth and, whoa, and just just film Moo's eyeballs (laughs) looking at the stuff like a kid in a candy store. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm probably going to have the worst ADHD uh, out there. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to need to, you know, come out into the hall and find a corner to meditate between, you know. Yeah, you know, do yeah. do a morning session, then go out, have lunch, meditate, and go yeah. back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much to see; it's crazy. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it starts with a demo day, usually on the yeah. Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is the show. Yeah. So I'm thinking we could do, you know, like um, like a Monday and Saturday, Sunday over at uh, over at uh, Jimmy's. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. A couple full days to go through that show, and also like meet up with all of well, that's it. People that we exactly we got we got to get gear. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you know, (laughs) got we need some shafts, we need some club heads, we need some grips, you know, all the long drive gear. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I I don't typically uh, in the past I've never 
gone out and looked for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm really curious to see what's available now for, for the long drive. And, and, you know, I'm hoping that, um, that uh, you know, Bryson and the boys, I mean, what's the activity been like on online right now with on YouTube with Bryson and Martin and those guys? Pretty pretty quiet. Like Pretty quiet, huh? Yeah. It's uh, mostly like, you know, uh, course vlogs for the most part. Okay. Yeah. But uh, So I they're, imagine, they're, imagine. they're basically shutting it down after a long season? Oh, I no. wouldn't say shutting it down. I wouldn't say down, shutting it down. They're but... working out as hard as everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just that. But it's just like. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's just not documented right now. Yeah. Right. It's, just it's, it's like the quiet time to like. They're probably recording it right now, but they, they, right. they haven't published anything. Yeah. Or or they're keeping keeping their secrets, you know, under their. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Under their sleeve. Yeah. And also like social media is hard to maintain 24-7 all the time. Like. Really? I didn't. I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So, the uh, the silly season is on its way in. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, uh, with uh, with Tiger and Charlie. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that again. It's nice, you know, to see what yeah. the the evolution of Charlie has been. Yeah. You know, like right him. now it's what's going on is Tiger saying, Don't copy my swing, copy Rory's swing. Right, yeah. Right? Funny. Yeah. His club head speed's insane. For his age, yeah. Really? Like, yeah, it's one seventeen for what they said. Really? Yeah. So So he's hitting it further than Tiger right now. Yeah, at the age of thirteen, that's pretty He's thirteen? Yeah. Wow. He had uh, quite the growth spurt. <clears throat> yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Very cool. That's you know, it's like uh for uh, for all the fathers and sons out there, it's uh, it's uh, an exciting time. You know, the PNC's coming up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, father daughters, and you know, sure. actually, uh, they're 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 other pairs that are being put together right now that uh, they're going to be really fun to watch. I'm 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 kind of liking the way that they're opening up the field to you know dynamic duos of of many different uh, many different flavors. So it'll be really interesting to see what's going on with that. The um, they just had the uh, Tigers event. It was, uh, you know, deflating to. And I know what Tigers had. I've had plantar fasciitis. Yeah. A year and a half of just. Yeah, it's, ag- it's agony. Yeah, like waking up and then walking. You know, and I'm on my feet all day teaching, right? Yeah. And it's just uh, it was it was impossible to and and. What really did it for me after going through three different kinds of orthotics that never worked, you know, spending a lot of money on that, my solution, and, and it was um, this wonderful little podiatrist from Israel uh, in the middle of Richmond Hill in a small little second floor of a trip mall, like obscure location. And um, he was, uh, you know, he's cocky. He's a cocky little guy. And he, you know, he thought he knew it all. And so, you know, I said, well, he sounds to me like he's he knows what he's talking about. Right. So he took a plaster, a cast of my foot and, um, did a little bit of inspecting. He says, you got a bone spur that's annoying your fascia. So he, when he did it first 
Uh, and, you know, he, he came out with these special orthotics. He says, this is like walking in the sand. And it really felt that way, too, because, I mean, and it was a, a cushioning and a, and a technique that I'd never seen before. And it was really rudimentary. It was homemade stuff. Right. You know, that he pasted together around the, around the plaster cast of my foot. Yeah. And so I got the first one, and he says, call me in three days. I called him back in three days. I said, no change. He said, get back in here. I said, really? Three days? It should have been gone? He says, yeah. He says, you got a bone spur. And he cuts out the bottom, so he recasts another one with a hole at the bottom of uh, my right foot, which is my right, you know. And I put it back on. Within a week, it was done. Hmm. A done. Wow, this guy's a genius. A genius, yeah. right? He's an inventor and a genius. Like, That's it. Yeah. And then he up and left and went back to Israel. Oh, crap. Because his, his dad had a business out there, and his dad was ready to retire, and yeah. he was the next in line for that business. Mm. So he went back to Israel, and now, so if I need another, we need to go to Israel. <laughs> Same line of work? Same, well, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. So it runs the fan like the, the oh man, standing of, genius! Yeah, that's pretty. You know, cool. there's some hidden genius out there that we don't know about, mm-hmm. and um, it was you know I'm thankful to this day. You know, you, you, when when somebody really helps you in your life, yeah, you know, and 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 that's I want to be that person for everyone listening for their golf games. You know, that's uh, for me to be. It's such an honor to be a part of your golfing lives and to be a part of your enjoyment. And when you get out on the golf course and you, you share a tip with your buddy or your son or your, or your, your grandfather, or your dad, or your mom, and then they go, wow, this really works. This is really enjoyable. Yeah. And I get to help them through my students. It is just, uh, it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, when, when you, Spend time with someone who's done their homework, and it really benefits you in a positive way. It's it's like those are the kinds of human exchanges that I live for. for sure. You know that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. For sure. So uh, so thank you if you're listening. <laughs> you know who you are. Yep. And uh, so we'll leave it at that. So uh, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody, and uh, looking forward to seeing you again next week. All the best. Take care.